Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us on the Driveway Beers Podcast. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment, share on any platform that you're listening on. Um, if you can follow us on the podcast platforms, um, or even on the video ones, even though we don't do video. We do put it up on YouTube and Rumble. I want to thank Cheers and Spirits uh, in the Arnold Station Plaza. We're going to be drinking some bourbon tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking the Four Roses, um, which was not in our competition a couple weeks ago, but we both tended to like this one. And I think, Mike, you're drinking the Wild Turkey 101, which was, I believe, the uh, second or third place finisher in that. Yeah. It was a $20 bottle. Yep. Punched way above its weight, yeah. Um, compared to the forty and fifty dollar bottle, um, we're not trying anything new tonight. We're just having a drink. If uh, you're listening tonight, go ahead and pour yourself one as well. Um, did you want the four roses too, or no? Oh, you're going ragged ranch. Oh, I grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> as the microphones, that was a good one too, though. I mean, we I, we've only had like two bad ones, yeah. right? And, and they're pro- bad's probably a stretch. That tin cup was pretty bad. <laughs> Come on now. Like that one? Do you want this one? What's that? Four, Four Roses. Mm, what's this one? That's uh, that's the Wild Turkey. I'll go with the high test. Yeah. Um, that tin cup was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It had a weird and, taste. And you it. know what? I'm so, I, I, I've never had it, and I've always... I see the ads, and like it's like, you know, rugged dudes and the on the frontier and they got their tin cup full of whiskey so that's that's appealing but uh yeah disappointing yeah i i like the like i i fall for gimmicks i'm not gonna lie and i felt i fell for the gimmick because it had it's got the little tin cup thing on the top that comes with the bottle yeah that's like and, and the weird thing is like on the reviews channels i've seen they they say it's okay like that they don't say it's good i mean it's a cheap bottle but I mean, the funny part is like this Four Roses and the Wild Turkey 101, they're both $20 bottles, so they're in that same price range right. as Tin Cup. And as far as taste and enjoyment goes, these two are far better than that Tin Cup. Um, but I, maybe it's just us. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, that was a healthy pour of the Wild Turkey, by the way. So. <laughs> I didn't realize up. how, I think I was like, Thinking there was ice in there, and there's not because I'm pretty much almost a uh, almost almost drink neat all the time now. So that's impressive. And you don't have any acid reflux. Well, the protonics helps. Sure, <laughs> I take it too though. I, I mean, the last time we did that, I mean, when I drew when I drank it neat during the competition thing, man, my my reflux was bad. Yeah, I I tell you what, since I went on the protonics, I haven't had it hasn't woken me up. Um, I haven't had any adverse reaction to any of these bourbons we're drinking, which used to just set it off. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay with it. Um, now the, the bills are paid. <clears throat> There's a new alien video out there. And they're like, oh, all these guys are talking about aliens again. Yes, we are, damn it. Yeah. Um, so the, the video that's floating around, well, well, there's a video and there was congressional testimony. We'll start with the video. Right. Um, I don't know if the video is real, but basically it's body cam footage from a police officer shows a big blue item in the sky falling down. And then now obviously it's not the same video, so it was probably spliced together, but basically it was someone's ring video doorbell camera. And a, like a, you could see like an ex, a light, a light of explosion light or something. Mm-hmm. Now it could have also just been someone turning on their outside light. We not know, but they said it happened together at the same time. Well, there was also the call that they ran to the family that said there was a ten foot creature in the backyard of their house. So that was that was also part of it. It was all kind of coincidentally happening at the same time. Yeah. Um, it all happened in Vegas, so. And, I mean, Area 51's out there. I mean, 
you know, the only way is to tilt your microphone up just a little bit. It kind of got pushed down. There we go. Um, just because it was having a hard time picking oh, you up. Oh, gotcha. These super duper microphones that we Pro have. level professional grade stuff here. I looked at upgrading the microphones. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> no. It was like, I was looking for like those lapel microphones that connect via wirelessly to the to the mixing board. <laughs> it was like three hundred bucks. Yeah, no, it's like no, we're we're not. This sounds just fine. <laughs> One day though, I mean, if we ever want to do it in the garage, like we don't want to take all this with us. Yeah, um, but no, I mean the the hard part's like unclamping everything and right. Oh, we can always just hold on to it. We could. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to be that lazy. <laughs> We could hold that, that that we lose one hand. So if we were going to drink and smoke, oh, because that's the purpose of being outside. True, yeah, you know. So you need it's a two handed operation. It is. So we'll figure something out. Um, so the video, the video is out there. You're right. They so the video in conjunction with the the call he was responding to. Now, look the the people he. Talk to who said, "Oh no, we saw it. We saw the alien." And that, like, all right, man, you're full of crap. If you really saw it, you wouldn't be here because they would have taken you and anal probed you, right? <laughs> Anyone who makes contact gets anal probed, and they yeah. weren't walking funny. Like, there's not, there's no evidence of an anal probe. Right. No, yeah, probings did not occur. Yeah, so you know, now, at least on the local level, true. Uh, so I'm starting to think it's fake. But I don't want it to be fake. And I don't think someone would take police body cam footage and use that to edit in a blue thing in the sky falling down. When you hear my take on it, you might think that they did. All right, go ahead. Okay, so some of you may be familiar with a guy named John D'Souza. John D'Souza, he's a retired FBI agent who was the technical director for the X-Files. So he was kind of involved in that. So he was actually, like, when he was in the FBI, he did work on the actual, like, the closest thing to it that they'll actually admit to. So I was watching a, a YouTube show called Redacted, and I try to pick them up every now and then. It's it's a good show. They They talk about stuff that, of course, the... Mainstream media won't talk about. So he was on there talking about this very subject, which is, you know, aliens. And, you know, so if you look, if you've noticed they've changed the term from UFO to, um, was it UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, they've switched over. It's soft. It's a soft switch. Right? So, and now, I've always said that when the government starts, and the and the stooges in the mainstream media start talking about aliens, yep. what else are they doing? All right. Okay? So, his theory is that, and everyone's going to say, oh, you're a conspiracy nut, you're a conspiracy nut. And that's fine, because I'm going to use some conspiracy nut terms, mm-hmm. is that the deep state and the powers that be that really control everything are actually pushing this stuff. And that the things we're seeing, the video from the F-18 with the Tic Tac and all these other craft that we're seeing, Mm -hmm. they're not off-world. They're actually man-made objects. Okay. They're manufactured by our fine friends at Raytheon and North of Grumman and Boeing and all these other companies, McDonnell Douglas, because... The only way the military industrial complex makes money is by selling weapons. Correct. You need an enemy. Right. So a nice big enemy to sell big expensive weapons to would be an aggressive alien force. Or sell them to people that need to fight against an invading alien force. Exactly, which would be the United States government. So at that point, wouldn't it be the world, though? So his the uniting, the uniting theme. Yeah, I don't think. I think if it actually were to come to this in real life, it would be pretty much West the the industrialized world fight. I don't see like the Zimbabwe economy all of a sudden producing uh, 
fighter jets. I mean, you're essentially talking about how like the society of Star Trek started. Yeah. When they all combined for a common goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go so, but their common goal is not something noble, mm-hmm. like protect, protecting Earth and mankind from alien domination. It's to make money for themselves. Correct. So, essentially, his theory is that it's a big, like a big false flag. And the false flag is aggressive, otherworldly creatures on bent on dominating so that the United States government, other industrialized nations will need to buy vehicles, um, systems, weapon systems, whatever, capable of defeating these high-tech, otherworldly craft. It could also lead to the government saying we have to spend money on on a Death Star. (laughs) It could be. Because the Death Star will protect Earth. It'll shoot down the aliens before they get to Earth. Could be. We need multiple Death Stars. What just started a couple years ago? New branch of the Armed Forces. Space Force. Exactly. Which, by the way... I forgot that was it a dude? Where's my car? Where like this cult was like Zoltan. Yeah, I always think of, like space force. Space force. <laughs> <laughs> like I think of, I don't know why I think of it like that, but whenever I hear space force, it's like space force. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, you know this this guy uh, D'Souza, he foresees an actual. So now we've seen the tic-tac zipping all over from the HUD video. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to fake it, it's probably pretty easy to fake. It was grainy as hell. Yeah. Of course you could fake um, it. And that's the thing. Like, You mean to tell me the video camera in a Super Hornet is the same camera they put in a Legacy Hornet in the first Gulf War in 93? Yes. Because have you ever seen like the, the aerial footage or the footage from these planes when they're targeting their weapons? Yeah. It's always like thermal, like... And nothing is clear on it. Yeah. It's like, it, we got Google Maps and the satellite imaging is pretty clear. We can't, we can't get that kind of camera on a... I think. Google, Google um, a police department with their helicopter looking for a bad guy at night. Mm. It's pretty damn clear. And they're, <laughs> it's being looked through FLIR. Yeah. So the Super Hornet doesn't have the same technology as no, it gets it gets grainy eight millimeter. Yeah, cameras. that's what it's. It's we're now, using stuff from the eighties, right? Now I will give it the fact that when with this, with digital cameras, when they start going real fast, mm-hmm. it'll pixelate. Sure, but that's relative speed. So, like, if the F, if the Super Hornet's doing Mach one point two. But chasing a tic tac that's going the same speed over ocean, it shouldn't pixelate because it should be able to pick that because they're both because to the camera, mm-hmm. it's the relative speed. It might be a difference of a of a couple knots or miles per hour, or whatever. But it shouldn't be pixelating like that. Um, but I have no idea about cameras and how they work like that. So. Yeah, I know so, what, I know what FLIR is, but I don't I don't I don't know how it would work. As far as, like, if the plane is moving fast but the tic-tac is moving fast, does that mean the image should still be clear? Or because the camera is still moving fast, it won't be clear? I would see, the way I would think it is that the tic-tac would be clear. All the stuff that's imprinted on the jet that you see is clear. But maybe if they're passing trees, the trees would pixelate. Mm. Like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Because the trees are moving fast, but relative to the camera. If, if you know these things about cameras, put a comment in the uh, in the comment section. Let us know. Yeah, please do. But so now we've seen so far the tic tac that goes all over the place with the F eighteen. Um, you know those are you know Navy pilots out in the middle of the ocean. So then you see the D'Souza says it's going to go further, where they'll actually shoot down or report that they've shot down a military jet. Mm-hmm. But the Tic Tac got aggressive. <laughs> Ooh, the, tic- the aliens are aggressive now. Now we need to start spending money. If that doesn't work, they just up the game. Maybe they shoot an airliner down. Maybe they destroy a city. Right. Not I a mean, big city or an important one. No, but the deep state doesn't care about actual human life. No. no not if it gets in the way of profits. Right. Okay. So all of this, and when you think about it, and when I think about how I feel about you know, this... The you know I'll even lump in permanent Washington and because the, they're all controlled by these people. Sure, 
I'm like, I don't put it past them. So, getting back to the police body cam, do you think it would be that hard for those people that have that much reach to plant a fake video or edit one? No, but, and, I mean, going back to cameras, though, I mean, with all the cameras that are out there, the, the best footage we've got of an alien is basically the same quality as the Bigfoot video from the Zapruder films? Yeah. Okay. Cameras have advanced. I mean, right. Every phone camera is ten times better than that eight millimeter Zapruder film. And there are zillions of them out there. Of the alien videos? No, of the ca- of cameras. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a camera in their pocket. Right. So Even like a trail camera. You're telling me nobody has accidentally picked anything up from right. a trail camera? And then if you see, like... The next time um, Elon Musk launches some, uh, what are they called, Starlink satellites, and how they travel in that line across the sky, Yep. the next time that happens, everyone's going to have video of it. Right. Because, you know, oh, you got one, everyone who sees it is going to pull their phone out. I have video of it on my phone. So, like, there would be more people capturing this than just the grainy image from some surveillance camera that was manufactured in 1978. Yeah. Um, now, D'Souza does say that that extraterrestrials do exist, but they are beings that are from another dimension more so than physically transporting themselves here. So you're saying they're time travelers? Time travelers, or they are able to... to Shape shift, be here and be gone, that sort of deal. I mean, shape, so, shape shift, like the aliens from Men in Black? I guess. Like, he yeah. didn't get too into detail. Okay. And I'm not trying to poke holes in the theory here. This guy, he was the executive producer on the X-Files. Well, he was one of the technical advisors on, okay. the, on the X-Files. Okay. What was his qualification to be an expert before that? He was an FBI agent that worked these cases. Okay. So he's basically saying it's all kind of hokey. He's saying that aliens exist. Right. And I, I'm down with that. It's hard. It, it would be really However, hard for them not to. Right. However, the aliens that exist are, they're not, they're not here, they're not aggressive, they're not dangerous. They're here to observe. Well, they had the the encounter where they had this craft hovering over the Air Force Base in England. Mm-hmm. There were nuclear weapons that were there that got, they were all of a sudden, no one touched them. They were all of a sudden deactivated. So these creatures, these, these beings were able to deactivate them. Okay. So. When was it? Uh, that was, well, remember the first Alien episode we did? One of the, from the Alien Convention? With all the experts. Did you go? No, I didn't go. But one of the guys who was there was on that Air Force base when it happened. Okay. I thought you went. And you just didn't tell me all these Oh, stories. I was, yeah. I was like, You've been holding this out on me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, all right. But so. Th- those, those aliens are, I guess, friendly? Or beings, whatever they are? Okay. But you can't sell weapons to defend yourselves, to defend the world from friendly beings. Right. You they have to make them, them look bad. They need them to... The, the government needs aliens to be more aggressive. Yeah. So what better way to make them more aggressive than make up the alien and make them aggressive yourself? Yeah. Okay. And then talk about them openly. So now, when they pass some omnibus spending bill that includes a trillion dollars for alien defense, everyone's like, the barking seals are, ur, 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 yo, we need this. So... But then, and that brings up another recent thing about UFOs. So, I agree. There, there's a level of government involvement being uh, having looser lips as far as the UFO thing goes. And there was another incident. So, this retired Air Force, what was he? Um, uh, former uh, Air Force officer and intelligence... Of, uh, well, I'm sorry, he was an Air Force officer and it says former intelligence official, so I'm guessing 
he became an intelligence official after his service time. David Grush. All right, so apparently he went to the press with claims that the U.S. government uh, maintains a highly secretive UFO, or UAP, uh, retrieval program and possesses up to 12 non-human spacecraft. He shared that in 2022, he had filed a complaint with the U.S. Office of the Intelligence Community Inspector General that would allow him to present classified information to the U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Intelligence is mentioned a lot in this, by the way. Uh, along with a complaint of retaliation by his superiors for a similar complaint that he had made in 2021 about classified information that he claimed had been concealed from Congress to thwart their oversight of a UFO retrieval program that he believes to have existed since the 1940s. Um, so, it, let's say there's two angles to go at this. One, he's a legitimate person who knows. Mm-hmm. He was, he was in the room where they did it, right? And he's saying all this information has been withheld from Congress. He's seen or knows about the contact with, what, over 10 aircraft? Mm-hmm. Testified in front of Congress with this. Now... I feel like if he was testifying in front of an intelligence committee, none of this would be public, right? But I guess he went to the press with the information, so it's kind of public anyway at this point. But it seems odd that this guy goes to Congress now, and that video comes out now, Mm -hmm. all at the same time. So that kind of leads credence to your, your theory behind all this. Before you got here tonight, I went another way with it. <laughs> I thought I was like, "Well, now there's too much. In, there's too much info. If the video's real and this guy's legit, well, it's got to be real, right?" And now there's no turning back. Now you might as well just declassify everything. Let us know they're here, mm-hmm. or it's all full of crap, and they're doing it just to make people afraid so that we could sell. They can put more money in the line item for missiles. Yeah. And sell more missiles or start a new program to build the Death Star or investigate how to make a Death Star and how to how to create the new space uh spaceships. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically trying to start the Star Trek the next generation or the star original Star Trek with the spaceships that can run forever. Look at the Space Force logo. Right. It does look like a Star Trek con. The only problem they u- did is they used Air Force ranks when they should have used Navy ranks. Yeah, very true. Because General that. James T. Kirk sounds dumb. It's still dumb. They can change that. Um, so one has to wonder. I really want this to be real. <laughs> so, and, and, and that's another thing that kind of plays into all this. They know that there's a large portion, well, I don't say large, but there's enough people in the U.S. population, in the world population, that just want aliens to be real. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is just like, I told you so, I told you I wasn't crazy, they're real, get off my back, um, I'm going to start a museum, you know, some bullshit like that, right? Yeah. Whereas Raytheon's like, let's use these dummies and let's sell some... Let's get ourselves a an infinite number of dollars to create the Death Star system. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna go put up fake Death Stars and on satellites, and well, think, we're gonna think say of, shoot stuff, but people never see it. Right. Well, think of of the Star Wars program mm-hmm. under Reagan in the eighties when they div- put all kinds of money into satellites that could shoot missiles down from Russia and. They just pumped this thing up like it was operational, and real, and they kept putting money into it and money. And who knows where that money went? Mm-hmm. They could have gone to buy all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but like that never materialized. It doesn't exist. It never existed. It was an idea. So 
what's to say that this isn't just some idea that they're using to funnel more money out to pump up, you know, to, to keep these factories rolling with nonsense. I feel like because the, the Ukraine war is not going to last forever. Oh no, that's yeah. going to that's going to they can't just keep. They got like six to eight months left. Yes, yeah. right. Plus, yeah. plus the Ukraine war. When you think of like building a whole new defense system to defend against this alien super race mm-hmm. with super technology, and all this stuff, dropping bombs in Ukraine's like, dude, that's peanuts. That's JV stuff. That's bush league compared to the money that could be blown on this. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, it, the funding for this is infinite. Oh, and you could you imagine if they were really smart and they brought Hollywood into this? Imagine if you throw two Death Stars up in the sky. Let's and let's say you equipped them with just like a laser light show. Mm-hmm. Like not not real lasers, but I mean, think about when you go down to Disney and they do the laser light show on fog. Imagine if you had these two things and they could shoot lasers at each other and make like a long stream and something goes through it and it shows an explosion, but it's really just a hologram, but yeah. people think something blew up. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, you would have people buying it hook, line, and sinker. Think think of the stuff they could do. I mean, you've seen a, like different sporting events, Olympics, Super Bowls, where they have all the drones flying and they're all coordinated. Have you seen the Carolina Panthers? Stadium, when they got like the Panther, like it looks like it's running through the stadium on top of people. Yeah. One, it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But two, if you can do that, yeah, you tell me you can't go and throw those, some things up in the in in space yeah. and make a laser light show out of that. Well, and so this guy D'Souza says that when they just dis- when when they destroy part of a city, it's going to be it's going to be they're going to actually do it. It's not going to be holograms. And that might be a little too far, but I wouldn't put it past them. You know, especially if they pick a not important city. Especially if they pick a not important city that's not in a developed Western or industrial nation. I mean, you're telling me. Say they blew up part of Addis Ababa, which is in Nigeria, or or some uh, one of the Western provinces in in China. Yeah. You're telling me that China cares about a population in Western China because they're going to be they're going to be on it too, right? Of course, it's going to be the globalists. Yeah, the globalists. Globalists. <laughs> Klaus Schwab. They're all going to be in on it. Yeah, um, but they're going to. Yeah, I, I don't think they have any concern for real human life because they're, they're they're fine killing that off. No, well, they want to depopulate the Earth anyway. Yeah, and the, the thing is, they're not they're not getting the the traction they are with the cl- climate crisis. Well, yeah, the climate crisis isn't working. Wars aren't really working. People aren't really in favor yeah, of COVID. They got some traction for a couple of years, but everyone's kind of done with that. Well, I think too much information came out about COVID, yeah. and people are just like, uh, "This none of this was what you said it was." Now, actually, there's reports that indeed the the COVID patient zero was in Wuhan. Yeah. So that I mean, that, the whole lab leak theory that they de- they're trying to debunk for a year. And then they finally said, well, maybe it is. Yeah. So now it's like, this, I, I think they botched the COVID thing so badly um, that right now they, they're they at an all-time low as far as trust with the public. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, before we move any further with this, uh, all of these opinions are our own. <laughs> we are not expressing opinions on behalf of any other entity or business. Um figure get that out of the way but yeah i I think the 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 trust in the government is an all-time low um trust in other governments has never been high to begin with right um you see like the 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 riots and protests in france and germany and which here are given no airtime there is none i mean they've literally they had france they had paris on fire yeah and there was barely anything about that um so the faith in governments is at an all-time low. So how do you how do you reignite faith back in a government other than uh, a large catastrophe or something that can unite the world against something not on this planet? Yeah. And like I, I seriously think if they put something up in the sky, 
because there's no way anyone, I mean, they got the high power telescopes and stuff, but no one's going to be able to tell it's not real. Right. If you just put on a show up there. Like I said, I mean, if you ever, anyone's been to Disney in the last four or five years, that laser light show is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially the one, not at Epcot, if you go to the one at the Magic Kingdom. So we, we, we were there a couple years ago. And we were on Main Street. We usually go right up, try and get as far up to the castles as we can. But we did that already. And the show on the castle, I mean, it looks like there's actual things going on in, on, over, around, everywhere. Like the laser, like the laser show is that detailed, that colorful. It's not the old laser projection where everything looks faded and whatever, and it's not very sharp and detailed. No, this looked legit. Mm-hmm. Well, we look. We were all the way back on Main Street. Almost like where Main Street starts. and Like, whenever you walk into the Magic Kingdom, there's the... You walk under the train in that big circle in the middle. Um, and then you go past that and straight past that is Main Street. So, we're probably right at the mouth of Main Street. And I never realized this, but that, that show actually gets projected onto the buildings on Main Street. Oh, cool. I've never been, so... If you go, that's one... I mean, it, it, go multiple nights to watch that show. Go up close to the castle for one night, and then go to the mouth of Main Street the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the level of detail on those shows, the projections, is amazing. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not up close to it. If you're lo- if you're further away, I mean, I took pictures of it, and even with my camera, I mean, it almost looks like it's it, it's like a. Uh, it's like a really well done drawing on the castle. It's not even there. Mm-hmm. It's just a projection. Yeah. So imagine what something like a Disney could do for the government in space with a laser light show. Yeah. And make people believe it's real. If you think Disney money is big, yeah. Like go for like you know, uh, defense spending money. Right. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's. I mean, what Disney spends what five hundred mil. On a, on a movie or a, 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 a what is it, a, a billion on a movie? Just spend five hundred million dollars on a single airplane. Yeah, yeah, right. So and not even blink about it. Think how much an aircraft carrier costs. Right. Yeah. So like Disney's budget for this be astronomical. Oh yeah. Imagine Disney as a defense contractor. <laughs> it probably well, well it might be already, right? <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? It'll probably be done, shit. Will probably be done right. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. So yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that the the video, uh, the video of the the police footage, and then this guy testing in front of Congress were interesting that it came out at the same time. Yeah. Um. And that's and that's how you start. You you start acknowledging it, right? Because if they came out, say they came out five years ago, I said, "Hey, we think our biggest threat's aliens." Like, okay, you know, they're all kooks, blah blah blah. But you start the gradual buildup, and you start acknowledge, you start releasing things. It used to be if a pilot admitted they saw some sort of UFOs or UAP, whatever the hell they want to call it, they'd be taken and grounded, you know, psych. And, and it was known amongst the community that, hey, if you see something, don't say anything because you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You never, you never, you're ne- you will never fly again. So, but now you start having like naval aviators, like naval officers and aviators, like starting to say, like, yeah, we saw this stuff. And then you just start building the acceptance. Oh, hey, they're here. They're coming. They're here. Oh, look at this police body camera footage. And you start releasing it, but it's not getting released from anywhere else. It's not like, you know, all kinds of people are finding trail cameras and cell phone. Because there's a, like, two people start arguing in a parking lot and 28 <laughs> idiots have their cell phone cameras out. It's going on World Star. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's coming right away. So, you mean to tell me that a, an alien creature being someone's going to pick it up, you know, especially in Las Vegas. We also think from from the government perspective, there's no downside to this. There's no one. The, the, if you create aliens as a common enemy, there's no one. There's no one tangible to hate. 
Yeah. But you but you still get to hate. You still get your what is it from uh from uh from um nineteen eighty four, your thirty minutes hate. Yeah. You still get that. Yeah. But there's it's, no it's actual inf- person on the other side. And it's infinite hate. Yeah. It, it, and the other part is, is that you float a couple of these things out there and the alien community will do the rest. I mean, look at us. We're doing a show on it. Yeah. But you want to know who has a much bigger show than us? It's Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he's a huge fan of Bob Lazar. Yep. Now, Bob Lazar, for people that don't know, is basically the godfather of aliens in this country. Wrote books on it, interviews mm-hmm. on it. Um, a very compelling individual, by the way. Seems a little bit kooky, but a very compelling individual. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were going to believe somebody, that's the guy you're going to believe. Because he speaks very intelligently about it. Yeah. Now, I don't know squat about it, though. But after I listened to him, I'm like, well, maybe there is. Because um, he makes it seem as though there's no way there couldn't be. Well, and that's that's always how I looked at it. Like, if there are, like, how many stars are in the Milky Way galaxy? So there's tr- a trillion stars in the Mil- Milky Way galaxy. And then there are a trillion galaxies. Right. So to say that we're the only, that this planet is the only one that can sustain life like this is kind of far-fetched. Um, because it's just, if you look at probability... Right. Like, you'd have to think that there'd have to be another one. And they're finding planets, like, that are Earth-like, similar. They're in that Goldilocks zone for us. But here's the thing, like, that's for life as we know it. Right. But there could be life forms, like, even on this planet, um, plants put off oxygen as a waste product because they breathe carbon dioxide. Correct. So... By the way, that's the only factual statement we've said tonight. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And plants have chlorophyll. Okay. Well, that's two, two facts. Look, you just got two facts in one episode. There will be no more facts. No me. more facts to be had. But so you go to maybe there's another species that on a different planet that their heat tolerance is 500 degrees and they breathe only... I don't know. Nitrogen. Whatever. Yeah, or Anything. methane. Or who knows what it was. Some... There could be an element we don't even know about. Yeah. It was funny. I, I was, I might have had a conversation on Twitter with some people about this. Because Twitter is the worst place on earth. And the part, like, there were so many people who would not think outside of our realm of possibility. Yeah. So one of the things that a lot of people were talking about was the distance. Well, there's, there's no being that could make the travel here that quickly and and sustain the g-forces of going that fast like you're only thinking of us right we can't sustain that but you're also only thinking of g-forces in terms of so acceleration correct you only feel the g's when you're accelerating so everyone's been most people have flown on an airplane before and when they when they spool those engines up and you start going down the runway you feel yourself pressed back into the seat. And then when you take off, you feel the G-forces pulling you down to the seat. But once the airplane, like once you're done that aggressive acceleration, mm-hmm. you can't even tell you're moving. So similar, it's like it's it's not the it's not the speed that kills, it's the sudden stop at the end. Mm-hmm. It's they call it delta V. It's change in velocity over time. So you can change that number either by changing the velocity that you go to or spreading the time out. That's how brakes work. That's how seatbelts work. That's how airbags work. That's how all this stuff works. So people routinely every day at BWI slow from 180 miles per hour to zero miles per hour and they don't die. Otherwise there'd be like aluminum tubes full of corpses pulling up to the gate because everyone would have died and when they landed, but you stretch that over time, and it's not that bad for you. Tickets wouldn't be so expensive. Yeah, yeah, probably be a lot cheaper to fly. Right, it'd all be one way. Right, <laughs> exactly. You should be home in a trash bag. This is the guy, the, the baggage guy, when you get there, just throwing it all over the place. Well, they don't need this anymore. <laughs> just stealing it. Right. What did you have in here? Mm, but, dildos. Okay. Yeah. But 
the, the thing is, like, there could be ways to, like, travel huge distances. You're talking about, like, wormholes and black holes and all this stuff that exists in the cosmos that could enable people to, or beings to travel quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, like, you know, I believe in God. I, you know, what's to say that God wasn't just creating different forms of life all over the place? Right, well, like, yeah, I got this wrong. Got this, and then he hedges his bets. Right, like he may come to. Uh, we think that we're the supreme. Like, oh, he got us right. Like, no, there's probably like uh, <laughs> here we get that one right. We could be version what seven? Yeah, seven point What if one way ahead of us? Right, or twelve point oh is like the bee's knees. I uh, see. I was thinking one had more maturity on it, but I guess you're right. Version twelve yeah, it would be much better than seven. Right. If you go okay. by a strict creation right, yeah. model, it would be they created these guys. Eh. One point I was picking their nose. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. still not near talking to each other. Right. Imagine if we got to that planet. If we ever found out how to do space travel, we get to that planet. It's just people just sitting and eating boogers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oof. But Rogan has a neat take on it. Like, uh, he thinks that, like, you know, the aliens are here, they're watching us, but they're not, they're like us watching apes. He thinks it's men in black. Yeah. Where they're in disguise. Yeah. And, and that, but oh. also, but also that, like, they're just observing what we're doing. Right. Like, look at these crazy MFers. Like, what are these guys doing? We watched, you know? we watched Men in Black the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. I only saw the first one. I didn't see any of the sequels. That's, the, we saw the first one. Yeah. Such a good movie. Yeah. Like, just entertaining. Start to finish. Mm hmm. Um, I did like the other ones though. They're just fun. Plus, that, like it gives you the tinge of that could be the way it yeah. happens. <laughs> well, the whole thing with when they're talking about the galaxy, mm-hmm. and like the cat has a galaxy like on a marble in his neck, yeah. and then it zooms out, and it like from our galaxy, it's just like alien kids playing marbles with, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I'm like, what's to say that we're not just like uh living on, a, like, the sun is a nucleus of an atom. Right. And we're just a quark, you know? So... Have you ever... What was it? The... What, uh... There's a galaxy on our fingernail? Yeah. <laughs> Something stupid like that. Like, like there's millions of galaxies all on our body, like, and then we're on someone else's toe. Yeah. As a galaxy. And it's kind of like... It's that... It's that, uh... What is it? The, the mirror... Or the, the picture inside of a picture inside mm-hmm. of a picture inside of a picture. Yeah. Yeah. But how many planets are there? Nine? Uh, I think eight. I think they took out Pluto. Okay. So let's say so there's... nine. Yeah, because Pluto exists. Yeah. So let's say there's nine planets. What what element has an atomic number of nine? You got the wrong guy for that. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. My so <laughs> you went, you Periodic went a, table. You went a real science direction with that. <laughs> we might have some more facts here. Hold stand oh, by. Boy. Okay, so I'm looking at the periodic table. Let's see. Oh, that's those are high. Um, fluorine. Nine. That little number up in the little corner there. That's that's the atomic number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fluorine. So maybe we're just a, a fluorine atom. You know, the sun's a nucleus, and we've got nine electrons circling around it. Mm-hmm. You kind of lost me there, I'm not going to lie. With the fluorine. <laughs> <laughs> you went in an actual scientific direction. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. It, it's it's number nine. You're talking, you, and I hope my kids aren't listening, but uh, uh, there were a couple sciences I didn't pass in high school. Chemistry is one of them. Actually, chemistry, no, oddly enough. This of, is chemistry. Because of math. Math and physics, I did really, uh, chem, uh, chemistry and physics, I did all right because there were numbers involved. But biology, forget it. See, I was really good with physics until it got too mathy. Yeah, I, I like the math. I didn't understand anything else. Like, I like. I didn't understand the science of any of it, but when it came down to number time, I was yeah. awesome. I like Newtonian physics because it's like stuff you can observe and feel. It means something, right? When you start getting to quantum, and then it becomes too weird for like. No, I, it doesn't become too weird. I just get too dumb for it. <laughs> so I just like the the phys- physics class I took. In high school, I was allowed, we were allowed. To, it was basically one big build-up to a competition for uh, 
it was, but we had to create an invention that could be brought to market. And oddly enough, so we created one. We won the award, but we didn't, no one did anything with it. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, it was created, mm. and it was it was basically a think of a coffee can with a um, with a funnel inverted upside down into it. Okay, uh, and you screwed it into underneath your cabinet, and it had a and inside the funnel it had a uh, like a rubber grippy in it. So basically, what we thought, what we made was if if you didn't have two hands available, or if you didn't have the strength to turn as much, you could stick the pill bottle up in it, mm-hmm. push up and turn, and it would open the pill bottle with only one hand. Oh, okay. Um, and it could work for jars and whatever else. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like I, I saw, it was like on like uh, QVC one night. And I was like, son of a. Like four o'clock in the morning. They were selling it for like forty dollars for for something that cost seven cents. I was like, <laughs> like an old chock full of nuts container and a funnel and a, and the rubber grippy that glued inside. I'm like yeah. these sons of bitches. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. The, but that was like the whole class. Like I didn't have to do too much as far as testing goes. So. Yeah. Um. But that has absolutely nothing to do with aliens. zero. Yeah. Um, I guess my point is, I, I, or my question, it, they're either toying with our, with our emotions as far as it being real, or the more likely scenario is it's probably them trying to get a way to spend more money on something else yeah. because, I so mean, because we've had a consistent boogeyman since... I'm not going to go, like, since the U.S. has become a world power. And let's say World War II is kind of when that started. Right. So, 50s, it was Korea. Yeah, the, the Red Menace. So, from World War II, we had the Nazis. And I wouldn't even say the United States was world power in 1941, because we really weren't. No, but we, we were, we were, even in World War One, we were kind of enough of a power it kind of we put recorded the, on both sides. Yeah. So, but then the twenty, you know, the twenties, and you had a whole bunch of isolationists, and the, and the you had the Great Depression, um, the whole the, League of Nations. And you're talking about the buildup here. Yeah. The buildup to what it became. Right. The whole League of Nations that was Wilson's idea that we weren't even a part of, mm-hmm. and then the 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 Roaring Twenties and the stock market crash. Um, but that continuous defense spending never happened. Then we get to the late 30s when Hitler starts acting up and the Japanese start acting up. This, under the current American, we would be intervening all over the place in that, right? Right. So then December 7, 1941, the U.S. military is not, ready to go fight. So they have to do that build. Now, granted, they start turning on the switches for the industrial, you know, the, the big industries and natural, and then all of a sudden it's the arsenal of democracy, but that took a while to come online. People made a butt ton of money off World War II. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, Roosevelt got us out of the Depression. World War II got us out of the Depression. Well, you can look, and one of the families that did was <clears throat> the Fords mm-hmm. and the Bushes. Yeah. If anyone wants to look up Prescott Bush and which Henry, I don't know if it was Henry, Henry Ford, I think, was still alive. Yeah, he was still, actually, Henry Ford was a Nazi sympathizer. And so both the Fords and the Bushes, actually, um, they were supplying both sides of the mm-hmm. war. Yeah. Because and there's, uh, <laughs> if you play both sides, you can't lose. Yep. Um, but in those 40s, I think that's when the powers that be realized that there was a lot of money to be made in the defense sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of realized that the Fed at the time, you could print the money. Now, they learned the hard way, though, after the printing of money, um, you had the, the inflation and the hyperinflation during some of those times, too, and... 
you know, it, I think what they're doing now is they're trying, like right now you can tell with the raising of interest rates, they're trying to prevent hyperinflation mm-hmm. because generally after you print a ton of money, you do see hyperinflation. Now we saw that in the eighties mm-hmm. and it was because of the cold war. Yeah. We were spending, 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 printing a lot of money, ended up with hyperinflation for a while there. And that's why interest rates went to like 17% on a mortgage. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it was 17. I think it was like 14 and a half or something like that was the percentage rate on a mortgage. I mean, think about that. We just got out of a period where it was under 3%. I wouldn't buy a car at 14%. Yeah. Like, you're, you're like dead people. Like your credit score is like in the 300s if you're paying 14% on a car. Yeah. But well, I, maybe I, not now. But, but it, it's almost like the, the stock market crash and the Great Depression. I think that these people have learned from what they did in the past. And they're trying to prevent it, prevent these things in the future because it never benefits them. Yeah. Well, you know the same people that were financing American and British and allied arms manufacturing were probably also financing German and Japanese arms manufacturing. Yeah, and only one side wasn't going to be able to pay it back. Although, so the German side after World War II, actually it was after World War One, and I think after World War Two. They did have to repay the debts. So World War One, there was a whole bunch of um, restitution that, that they made the Germans pay. And that led to the Weimar Republic, which ended up I mean, they were using um, they were using money. It was cheaper to burn it. Like it was more valuable as kindling than it was as money. When it, so, to, it led to the rise of Hitler. Yeah, because economic situation, the economic and ger- economic situation in Germany was so bad that they were willing to follow anyone who promised something better. Yeah, and Hitler basically came along and said, "I'm not going to repay these loans." Mm-hmm. I'm. It was basically Germany first. Yeah, <laughs> which is why everyone says that uh, the American first model is now fascist and all this other stuff. Yeah. But it's it, it's a completely different movement when you think about it. But mm-hmm. I mean. He basically defaulted on the other debt. Yeah, and then, and like, but they had no money when German when Hitler started rebuilding the Luftwaffe, and the Kriegsmarine, and the Wehrmacht, and all this stuff. So that money came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So then you had then after World War Two you had the Marshall Plan, which is to rebuild Germany mm-hmm. and Europe, and they put a ton of money into it because there's probably a bunch of. Uh, you know, people in the finance sector high up that were like, hey, we still need to get paid. So you get these economies back going so we can get these bills paid. Right. And which is what they did. So, but after World War II, then you had the big red menace from essentially the second the last shots were fired and the armistice was signed to on VJ Day until 1991 when the Berlin Wall fell. You had an enemy. You had someone to hate. The, the Russians, they were evil. Right. You know, they're going to... So look, look at the villains in every movie during that time period. They were all Russian dudes. Or East German. Yeah. yeah or yeah. some kind of communist. Look, look at... What is it? Um, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that, that that falls off the tower. What's his name? Uh, Lars or Hans or something. Sure. He's a German guy. So that that was the enemy. So then you go through the 90s. You had Saddam Hussein. You had some noise in the Middle East. But there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on. Then you get to 2001. Who's the enemy? Right. International terror. Mm-hmm. Islam, extreme, Islamist, extreme Islamic terror. That's the enemy. Well, the good thing about that was that there was no... There was no country that was sponsored. No, it was kind of all of them. So you got to go wherever they were. It was wherever it was. Yeah. You got to go there. They're in Iraq. Let's go there. They're in Syria. Let's go there. They're in Afghanistan. Go get them. Pakistan. Anything against Stan, (laughs) we're getting. You know? So then for... And then there was Somalia. Yeah. When the Black Hawk down. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was in Somalia, right? Yeah, but if you think about the money they spent in Somalia, that's peanuts compared to the money they blew in Iraq. Oh, sure. So you needed something big. So let's, oh, Saddam Hussein's gassing his people. They showed pictures like an A4 Skyhawk, like crop dusting or something. So, and then we went to war on that on a lie. 
And then here we are, dropping bombs, killing untold numbers of people for 20 years. Until 2021, they did that. So now who's the enemy? And I think they realize that the Chinese, I think both us and the Chinese realize that we are far too reliant upon one each other, one another for, like, I think a war would be economically devastating to the war because they're just, the economies are too big. Well, here's the thing. I like my cheap flat screen TVs. Yes. But and when, my iPhone. And what nobody is telling you is that manufacturing is slowly moving away from China. It's going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It's going to Laos. Cambodia. Well, another big player, though, is Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexican manufacturing right now, and automakers are already there. But I believe companies like Apple, because they they only need the chips from Taiwan. They can ship them anywhere. Yeah. The manufacturing part of it is not that difficult. As it, Taiwan has a stranglehold on chips because they make the most advanced chips and they have a patent on it so that nobody else can make them. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I believe the smallest chip that they make right now is a three nanometer chip. So they have the stranglehold on three and four nanometer chips. Now they make five, six, and seven nanometer chips in other countries, but that's because Taiwan allowed it. Yeah, they released whatever. It, there was a whole. I watched a whole video on it on why Taiwan is so important, and everyone's and and there was a whole uh, shaking of the tree about oh China's going to overtake Taiwan, and the U.S. is going to come to defend it, and no. None of that is going to happen. China is just as dependent as the rest of the world on those on those plants. Yeah. And they can't risk the fact that Taiwan might just blow up the factories. Yeah. Because then every single device that's dependent on those chips can't be made. Mm-hmm. That one little island made yeah. themselves one of the most important places in the world by doing that. And, yeah, it... They've pretty much ensured their own independence just by doing that. Yeah, and, and let's not forget that the Chinese have a defense sector and have people making money off this stuff too, mm-hmm. and people lending money to them to build their ships and aircraft and all this stuff. Like now, granted, they a lot of their stuff are not they're not organic or domestic. They steal it like their Shenyang J. What their their fifth gen fighter is essentially a, a copy of a SU fifty seven. Like they just kind of took it and built their own version of it. So, but they still need to finance that stuff. Well, so someone's they, making money off of it. They have a lot of cash. Um, one of the ways that China controls a lot of the other smaller countries is that they hold all their debt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how actually they've been able to expand their military presence in other countries. Um, so basically, by holding all the debt, they basically say, "Well, we won't make you pay it back, but you got to let us put a, a navy base over here." Well, we we, we the America do the same damn thing. Yeah, they're just taking a playbook. They're just taking yeah. a page out of the playbook. But yeah. um, they hold a lot of our debt. Mm-hmm. The difference in that situation is, is that we're China's biggest trade partner by, I believe, fifty percent. Yeah, like the next closest purchaser of goods. Spends half of what we do. Right. And if we stop buying or they do something that we don't like and forces us to stop buying, their economy will collapse. Yeah. Because in a communist society, they have to be able to take care of their people and they need money for that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're basically funding China yeah. to support their uh, their regime. So I know they always say, well, China's trying to do that. China might be trying to weaken us, but they never want us to stop buying right so they never want to target our economy because the better our economy is the more stuff we buy from china Mm -hmm. other countries are starting to realize this though and they're saying hey why don't you bring your manufacturing to us um and then eventually what you might see is that the powers that be that need a boogeyman might make china the boogeyman Mm -hmm. um because now once all the manufacturing is out of there and you don't need them anymore they still need us for the money we might not need them to purchase things. Right. Or so they could be the next one. Or you just make aliens the boogeyman. Or the aliens become the boogeyman. Something that doesn't exist. And the, and the funny part is, though, 
there's no downside to it. Your marketing is baked in because everyone wants it to be real. Yeah. They're the biggest podcaster on earth wants it to be real. Yeah. He'll buy, he'll buy in hook, line, and singer just like we are. Mm-hmm. I want it to be real. And if I get a little glimpse here and there, I mean, shit, we just made a whole show based on a, a body cam video and a ring video doorbell. Yeah. And some dude who said, oh, I know it's there. Yeah. No pictures. Dude, you got... You got a phone on you. You didn't want to snap one photo, yeah. although he probably got taken from him. Maybe he would have been shot. But look, <laughs> you know, you want me to believe? Take an actual photo that doesn't look like the Zapruder film, right? And I'm on. I'm in, right? Or you're like the the dead alien, like dude. That's clearly a freaking rubber mask that you can buy it. You know, Spirit Halloween in September. It's amazing what they're doing with rubber these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I really want it to be real. But alas, it probably isn't. But we thank you for listening anyway. Thank you to Cheers and Spirits and the Arnold Station Plaza for sponsoring this episode. Please like, like, subscribe, comment, and share. Couldn't even say subscribe there for a moment. A little tongue-tied. We hope you come back soon. Share us with a friend. And we'll see you next time.